When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, everyone. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. All the rock and roll moms that uh, have raised some fine, young, outstanding children that are uh, ready to take on the world and become the people that uh, you've raised them to be. So I hope the moms had a special day for them. This day is all about them. Whether it's a brunch, a barbecue, or just having some family over for a nice dinner. For the most part, this is probably the first, well, maybe Easter. Um, Those who celebrate Easter may have experienced this. But as things get back to normal, we're becoming more social we're getting together with our families again and that's a great thing that's great to see um that joy of seeing friends and family was very minimal for over a year and there continues to be good news with what's happening out there restrictions are being lifted all over i know in illinois what's called a bridge phase begins on may 14th that's basically going from the last phase of restrictions into like a bridge phase. And then if things continue to get better, normalcy will then uh, be thriving again. We'll be back to normal or we'll see what that normal is, right? I mean, will it be just same old song and dance like it was before? Will there be differences? Will people you know, still wear their mask. I imagine they will, right? I mean, I imagine there'll be a percentage of people that will still wear their mask. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to do that. I haven't decided yet. It kind of depends on where everything's at. It kind of depends on where I'm going too. You know, I mean, if I'm just going out to dinner and, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the restaurant has the tables apart and everything. Maybe I, Maybe I won't. I don't know if the state will still require that. I know if I go to like a sporting event or a concert, I probably still will wear a mask, at least for, you know, in the beginning. But who knows? You know, that that's going to be an interesting question to see how everyone kind of gets back on the horse, what everybody's doing. You know, everyone's got a different perspective. Everybody's got a different level of concern and confidence and there's also concern about you know those who have pre-existing conditions or autoimmune disorder or if they're living with someone with those conditions so just be respectful to everybody whether you disagree with them or not it's to each their own right we all have the freedom to make our own choice and we shouldn't begrudge anybody for doing so 
We may have our own opinions about things, but let's just people do what they want to do, right? I mean, it is a a big deal. You know, this this last year was a big deal, and a lot of people went through a lot of stuff, whether it was losing a loved one, seeing a loved one very sick, being sick themselves, losing their job, or being furloughed. So there's a lot that goes into it, and just respect everybody. But... Again, we're here for you to offer an escape, and I know it's Mother's Day, and we've got a special episode tonight with one of my rock and roll heroes, Mr. Miles Kennedy. Such a great voice, such a great talent, and what a great person. I mean, this interview floored me in terms of just how open he was and how forthcoming and he wasn't really afraid to answer, you know, any of the questions that I asked him. And he was very thoughtful in his answers, which I always appreciate whenever a, a guest is not giving me the same cliche answers that they've given the other 10 or 20 media outlets that they've interviewed when they're promoting an album. And I know how it can get very rigorous with a lot of the same questions we always try to do things differently here. We always try to ask questions that maybe people aren't asking, maybe a little bit of per- different perspective, a, a little bit of a different um, route that we take in terms of really finding out where their motivations were or what was inspiring to them to write an album. We just did a great interview with Diamante. She was so forthcoming and so awesome that uh, to follow that into Miles Kennedy, who was just as awesome, was great. The Ides of March is a follow-up album, which is out May 14th. It's the follow-up to Year of the Tiger, released in 2018, which is which was one of my favorite, if not my favorite album from that year. And that album was unique in that it was very personal. It really drew from a lot of personal experiences, a lot of internal things and, and self-reflection that Miles was going through. And that's a very hard album to write because you're burying your soul and how you're connecting with those situations that you've got to revisit. I talk about that a lot whenever I'm interviewing an artist is really how they connect with those things from the past, how they connect with their, their self-awareness, their self-reflections that they're going through, what they're finding out about themselves. There's a really big sense of vulnerability when that happens. I mean, you've got to tap into things that are sometimes very uncomfortable. And sometimes they're things that you've, uh, you've kind of put away under lock and key. You kind of don't want to deal with them. It, it brings up a lot of emotion, whether sadness, anger, even happiness. Um, so when an artist does that, I really do appreciate when they're able to really get in deep with themselves and kind of learn more about themselves. I just mentioned Diamante's interview that I did earlier this week, or late last week, I should say, and she really celebrated herself in learning more about herself. And You're the Tiger with Miles Kennedy is very similar to that, and the songs really do connect with each other and you know, it goes from learning and there's a sense of healing and there's a sense of overcoming. If you have never listened to it, if you've never checked it out, 
hopefully this new album and this interview and the other interviews that he's doing will inspire you, inspire you to do so because it's it's an album that everyone should hear. It's it's I love it when an artist really goes in that direction and really dives deep. So this album is also very personal to Miles as you'll hear in the interview. And we talk about what his motivations were and what his inspirations were for writing this and it's a different perspective. There's some personal things in there. Um, but more personal things of what was happening in reality um, when he was creating this. And I like how Miles really thinks about the approach to an album. Like he really, um, he really, I don't want to say plans because I think a lot of it happens organically. I don't think it's planned, but he really kind of decides what inspires him to write or I should say what is inspiring him to write. And he really goes with it and he really dives in and he tries to really capture all the angles that are happening with what he's writing about, whether it's self-reflection, capturing all the angles of what happened in a situation or who he was and who he's come to be. And in this record, he really dives in and is able to really forge ahead and, and capture what not only he's feeling in his perspective, but perspectives of other people on the backdrop of all that is some really great music he dives into a lot of soul blues of course rock you know and a little bit of country there's a lot of different influences at play here and it really sets the atmosphere for the album it really one of the things that uh, I noticed and I bring this up to Miles is how the subjects that he's writing about the atmosphere of the music really brings about really brings the subject to the forefront and really captures the mood and the elements that he's discussing in the song with his lyrics so that's that's a big thing for me i really enjoy that kind of stuff and i think you'll really enjoy the album the ides of march out may 14th again another great album uh in 2021 the albums just keep coming out and like like I heard last year from Tyler Baker of Goodbye June, everybody is swinging for the fences. And I have yet to hear an album that the artist is really going for it. Whether you like the music or not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that everyone is on their game. and Everyone's doing or, or producing and making the vision that they want. And that is really special. This year, I think even though we're not even halfway through it, will be regarded as one of the greatest years in music history just because of all the material that's coming out, all the material that's going to be coming out this year. And Miles Kennedy's The Ides of March, to me, is one of those top albums. So enjoy the interview. Enjoy our conversation. Enjoy the album that comes out May 14th, The Ides of March by Miles Kennedy. Thanks for listening to the interview. I hope you enjoy it. Fires and the rage Now it's time
the more things keep on shifting around, the more they stay the same. Please don't tell me that it's over. It breaks my heart. I fear we'll never make amends. Where is the love within these borders? When will this Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. I'm your host, Jay Scott. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Music Podcasts, so check us out. Check us out uh, some other podcasts as well, like Carmen Apice, Vinny Apice, do a show together, Martin Popoff, and many others are on the platform, so give them all a listen. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Write us a review and enjoy another episode here as we begin another interview, an interview that I've been looking forward to for a while, an artist that I'm a huge fan of. I'd like to welcome in Mr. Miles Kennedy. What's going on, Miles? How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure to be here. Well, thank you very much for doing this. I am a huge fan. Uh, the Year of the Tiger in 2018 was an album that I connected with so much. It was such a personal record that you released and it, it just was a whole different types of color and shade and shapes that you put out as your first debut solo album that was really looking forward to Ides of March and I and uh it's just a wonderful album thank you very much I, I really appreciate that with this record you you released Year of the Tiger 2018 which I, like I said was very personal you came in to recording this during the pandemic, uh, a lot was going on in the world. And when did you decide what direction to go with in this, with this album? Well, it was, it was interesting because it, it was like, it was decided for me in a lot of ways. Um, because I was on the road, we were about halfway through a tour cycle with Alter Bridge and then March of 2020 happened and we were no longer, afforded the uh, ability to, to continue touring and I didn't know how long that was going to last so I just started writing knowing I was supposed to make a solo record by around August or so and you know there's just so much going on there's just so much to reflect on given the current state of the universe and so that's that's where the just overabundance of concepts came from is just reflecting on all that and trying to really trying to make sense of it. Um, you know, it's interesting because year of the tiger was a very personal record and, and it was very cathartic to write because I got to you know, deal, deal with some things and buy a music, but it was the same thing with this just instead of something that had happened to my family decades earlier, it was what was happening to the world around me and in, in, in real time. When you are writing a record that's so personal like Year of the Tiger, there is a vulnerability that you have because you've got to tap into emotion and situations and feelings that maybe you suppress, maybe you you know, you know put off dealing with, and the music asks, acts as a therapeutic vehicle for you. With this album, it's more of an observation. It's more perspective. There's still a sense of vulnerability there, as you mentioned, 
But what was the difference in approaching the music in the songs? Well, I, I think one of the big differences was that it's more plug, of a plugged-in affair, and I wanted to take the arrangements and, and not be as acoustic while still integrating that acoustic element as the foundation. But as you, what's interesting is as you add electric guitars, it certainly eats up a lot of the arrangement space. So th- th- that was a big part of the overall sound. Um, but as far as how to go about writing a record um, that is influenced by, you know, things that are top, you know, things that are very relevant that we're all kind of dealing with. For me, what's paramount is you is to reflect on it and deal with trying to try and make sense of it. And so a lot of the songs become they become mantras to myself. The only problem with that is sometimes my fear is, is I don't ever want to come across as being preachy, <laughs> but when you're doing at times you, you, you're reflecting and then you're trying to work through something and then you're trying to address how you think about something. Um, sometimes, sometimes that can be misunderstood and, and that, so that, that can be kind of a delicate dance. Um, and I'm not really into being like a polarizing type of an artist. I'm just, it doesn't, I feel like there are people who do that. And they do that well, and that's what that's what they like to do. Um, but I'm not I'm not really into conflict. Um, I'm just into trying to resolve uh, whether whether it's inner, inner turmoil that I have, or just try and create something that will help me live my life, or you know, just try and make sense of things. It's it, it's a songwriting is a really big part of who I am because I've always struggled with. You know, I have my demons. I have my anxiety issues. I've always struggled with and songwriting is how to deal with that and always it always has it has been for as really as long as i can remember what i was what really impressed me about this album was lyrically how it gives a perspective and it gives an observation and i don't i never thought that it was too preachy i thought it was it married very well with the atmosphere of the music where the, the lyrics are kind of giving your perspective and the music really sets the mood and creates the vibe of the tune. Was that done organically? Was that something that you wanted to do or that just happened as you were recording? I think it just kind of happened. That's interesting. Yeah, I, it was just, you know, it, it's funny because people have noticed that this is more of an electric record. And I guess if you think about it, these are more electrified times. You know, so I guess in some ways it, it's kind of congruent. The world was in a very strange place last year. It was building for a while. We kind of still are in a strange place, but I mean, it was pretty much burning down every time you watch the news and you heard, you know, conversations with your friends and neighbors and you, you were part of those conversations. Was this, was this record important for you to escape from all that, gather your feelings and kind of live in a little bit of a bubble while everything is happening. It's interesting. I think in some ways the contrary, because I had to immerse myself in all of that. And it was to the point where by about May or June, you know, so I was a few months into the writing process, it started to kind of mess with my head a little, to be perfectly honest. It got, it was getting, it was getting difficult. It was as difficult to write this record as it was, to, to write Year of the Tiger in that sense, because you're, re- you're, you're, you, when sometimes when you go deep, <laughs> when you immerse yourself 
and you and you constantly there was the content that I was allowing my brain to, to feed on was was really starting to have an interesting effect on me. And what's happened since I finished the record really is I've kind of kind of I've kind of stopped watching the news. I've kind of yeah, I, I needed to. I just needed to step out of all of it for a while. And um, so it was a, I wish I could say that I was in a bubble. <laughs> I, mean, I guess, I guess I, I was, I was in a bubble in the sense that I was just working nonstop and not really doing anything else and, and absorbing what was going on in the world and trying to make sense of it. Was it more like a reconciliation in your mind? And once you were able to complete the record and the music, it was more of a release. You kind of were able to let it go because you kind of, filtered it all through your mind and your body and your heart and you're able to put it down and make the records and now that therapeutic process that I spoke of earlier has been almost completed. Yeah, I mean it, that's that's exactly what happened. It's just well, I think once it was done, um, it was kind of like I I don't want to say I made peace with all of it. Um, I don't know how you can truly make peace with 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 something with with a lot of the subject matter, but. I think that I had, I had gone as deep into that realm as I felt comfortable going down to where I, you know, I know myself well at this point. I've been on this planet long enough to kind of know what I am, what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of. And for my own mental, for the sake of my own mental health, I knew where I had to draw the line. And once the record was done and once these songs were, I felt I felt like I was being genuine with with how I felt about things and was trying to work through these things. Then then I had to say, okay, now let's let's step out of this realm and let's uh, let's figure out what's next. Were you planning on making an album prior to this, or was this what led to your inspiration? Yeah, I was planning. I had planned. I knew I had to make a solo record in in August. In fact, interestingly enough, I remember talking with my manager in February of 2020, and and we had all these tour dates in everywhere from Asia to South America. There was just so much going on, and I remember saying, "I don't know how I'm going to find time to write another solo record in that in that period." So little did I know that I would have plenty of time in just a few few weeks after that conversation. So yeah, it was definitely a plan to make a record. When you look at the previous album and the new record as well, they're both the both basically timestamps. The first one is kind of a diary of you and a celebration of you and and being able to write about things that were difficult and overcoming those things or still, you know, making sense of them, where this is a timestamp of what was happening during the moment, during these times. And they're almost kind of like bookends, you know. Obviously the the books in between maybe haven't been filled yet, but when you look when when you do someday look back at these two albums, will you look at them that way as time stamps or diaries of what was happening? Yeah, I, 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 find, I find that I do that with most records at this point. Something will, um, I, I think that at least the way I write tends to be from a place where, and I probably a lot of songwriters will, will, will say this, where you as you're. It, it's kind of like a smell. Like you haven't heard, you you smell a smell you haven't smelled in a long time and it'll suddenly take you back to a time and place. And I think that's the way I look at these songs. And uh, it's nice to have that, that option. They're like sonic journal entries. You know, it's kind of also nice too that maybe down the road you may have a different perspective on things or you may have 
you know, handle the situation different. It's always interesting when you're writing about a personal, you know, moment or, you know, an observation. And, let, and let's face it, too, this album is also personal because it was what you were feeling when all this was happening around you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it definitely came from a very genuine place. And I, it's interesting about these songs that I think that my, I think the uncertainty and the concern for where things could go is pretty palpable on this, on, on a lot of these songs, not necessarily all of them, but, but, but there are, there's some tracks. You know, when I listened to the eyes of the title track, the eyes of March, and I remember writing that song and I remember just, you know, it was just, just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of heavy stuff going on and, uh, and just that uncertainty. And so the thing about a track like that is, is the coda at the end of it. And that's part of why the song took so long to write is I wanted to bookend it with something positive and, you know, a positive outlook for the future and, and, and not completely giving up on humanity. Um, so, so that was, a. it ended up taking what's a very kind of ominous, a prophetic element of the first half of the song and then you you end it with with something hopeful which which i feel is it's important it's important for me at least to, to hear something like, like that and hopefully for the listener as well well i like how the album begins with get along and ends with worried mind like you know the perspective of how you know we we, we can't overcome our differences right now and very very there's very few moments of of us seeing each other overcome our differences and what our beliefs are. And then in worried mind is, you know, you're worried about where things are going to go, but you do have faith in what we're, what we can still accomplish and what we can still get through. Yeah, I, I do. And I, and I think the thing is, and there's a key line in that song, a little give and take and light the way, you know, it's the idea of, of compromise. It's the idea of talking. And, and, and I think that that's something, um, that I hope we can integrate more in, in the, um, in the overall, how do I articulate this? I just, I just, people need to, I would hope that people could listen to each other more. And I know for me, it's, it's been a really important time just with the relationships with my own friends and, and people that, you know, everybody doesn't see the same thing or doesn't view the world through the same prism. But what I've learned is that we, when we sit down and discuss things, it, it's wonderful because we find like common ground and it, and, and that gives me hope, you know, it really, it really does. At the end of the day, we're, we're all humans and we ultimately just want to, you know, be happy. And so, so that worried mind is, 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 a, is an important track in that sense. It, it, it touches on that, that, uh, that, that compromise element. And the atmosphere of the music leads me to think that there is still hope, right? Because the way the album ends, you know, there's a lot of sensitive subjects that you write about. There's a lot of, you know, reflection that that was happening. But it kind of ends on a very uplifting, like, hey, you know, this is a tough time, but still have hope that we can still get through this and come together once again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all we got, right? All, All we have is hope. And, uh, I'm, I believe we're going to be all right. Look, if you, if you've gone through throughout history, um, humans have ha- had to deal with a lot of, a lot of tough stuff and we're still around and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make it somehow. It's going to be all right. When you're writing a record, when you're writing an album, is it important for you to have 
an inspiration, you know, I mean, this album, you had what was happening around you and, and, and the observations that you were having. Is it, is it easier for you to write a record with a subject that is sensitive, whether it's yourself or whether it's what's happening in reality? Well, yes and no. So it's, it's definitely easier as far as the well is, is, is full. You have plenty to draw from and you have plenty of genuine feelings to draw from that you understand and that you can convey honestly. Okay. So that, that's the positive with it. Um, I think that what's hard is when it's subject matter that can be touchy and how you, how do you approach that? You know, for me, it's, I could have just said, you know what, I don't want to go near any of this because no matter what I say and no matter what is, you know, said in, in, but when you preface the song, people are going to still, there's going to be somebody who's going to take offense to it. And it's like, but then you have to look at it like, well, wait a minute here. I'm just being, I'm, I'm trying to be honest. I don't have any agenda here. I'm just trying to work through something just like other human beings are going to hear this. And hopefully they're, hopefully they'll find something that helps them as well. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's strange when you, when you're touching on elements, like a lot of the themes on this record and how do you go about doing that um, where you're still being genuine? I mean, look at the end of the day, I create and I try to create from something that I know and understand and, and feel passionate about. I know there's still a lot of uncertainty out there, but are there any plans or any thoughts to touring on this record? Yeah, we have uh, we're trying to, do some some dates uh, at the end of June. In fact, we are going to do some dates at the end of June unless something happens. Uh, and then we're just kind of in a holding pattern. See what see how we can roll it out effectively as the year goes on. Is there, you know, with your schedule with you know Alter Bridge and any of the other projects that you're involved in, is it a pretty tight window for you to get something done right now? Sure. <laughs> it, it always it always is because yeah it's it, look it's a wonderful problem to have i don't know how i got so lucky but it, you know it's basically i'm i'm kind of booked two to three years in advance at all times so you you know that you've got a finite window to put a record out and tour it and then the next thing is, is waiting in the wings what's next i mean obviously you're you're concentrating on this you're going to put some you know dates together and some tours after that cycle is over what's next for miles kennedy well that's a good question you know there's been talk of trying to get in with alter bridge at some point next year and make another record and with slash and the conspirators we've got all these songs in the can that we're super stoked about um so i think with bands at that level the trick is to see how this is all going to play out so that when you do put out a record you can you can tour it appropriately um it's different for me because i can always with as a solo artist i can always go out if we can't open the world back up or certain markets i can always go out with an acoustic guitar and play smaller venues social distance or whatever we need to do to everybody feel comfortable so so yeah that's i think that's what uh, remains to be seen with the other entities well miles thank you very much for the conversation i do appreciate it thank you jay absolute pleasure Thanks, Miles. Once again, that's Miles Kennedy. Go out and get his album, Ides of March, out May 14th. It's a great album. 
I know all of you will enjoy it. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk again soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.